Hey everyone, welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us each and every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests around the industry. I am your host, Marcus Stewart. I am joined by my co-host, Kyle Hilliard. Hello, how's it going? I'm doing well, you know, got the... uh Got the Thanksgiving wait now. We've built up the fat to survive the cold, and now I'm ready, ready for the rest of the season. That's the cold Florida winter. <laughs> hey, it's fifty something right now in Orlando. Whoa, no, that's no. that's shorts weather up here in Minnesota. That's going to the beach, the lake beach. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could wear shorts any time of year. Whether or not it's a good idea is a, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, uh, that other voice you just heard is Charles Hart. How cold are you right now? Uh, that's a great question. Hello, it's it's 27 here. It's I mean it's fine. I live in my apartment. They, it's one of those they turn the heat on at a certain point, and then they don't regulate it at all. So it's just like the heat is on. So in the apartment, it's actually really hot. So it's <laughs> like the awful thing of like, do I open the window and then it gets really cold? It's like hard to get in between. But I mean, but. You you're in fifty degree weather, which is so much worse than anything I have to deal with. So, <laughs> you're, you know what? You're right. I'm glad you said that. I you're, you are absolutely right. It is awful down here. Uh, wait, you don't you can't control the thermostat in your own apartment? Like the building? Like nah, we've got like in wall like AC units. I have one in in the bedroom and one in the like living room, but we don't have like a thermostat. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're okay. at the mercy of like the landlord of like I. Oh man, I so if it's like I think this is hot enough, and if it's not, if it's too hot or not hot enough, you're just sort of like, well, yeah. I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll fill in the blanks from here. I guess I'll open a window and cool it down a little bit. I can make it as cool as I want. I also don't think I pay for heat. Like I think oh, it's like a flat okay. rate. So sometimes it's like I could turn on the air conditioner. It's kind of counterproductive, but it it evens things out. Interesting. Right. I. That's one of my biggest. I want a house. Like, <laughs> I'd love to have a house and not have to deal with that. I mean, the the cry of every Gen Zer. I just I want a house, please, please. for the love of God. <laughs> Can I, I need get house. one? It's like my biggest fear. Like I was grew up in Florida, which obviously gets very hot down here. So I've always lived in places that had air conditioning because you have to have air conditioning, or else you would die basically in the summer. And I remember thinking that was just how life worked until I traveled to like California where air conditioning is optional because it's so mild over there. And I just, to this day, I just cannot understand why you would ever choose to live somewhere that even if it's like relatively mild outside, like I need to have air conditioning. Like I need the option. Oh no. It's like, you know, Absolutely. it might be hot one day suddenly and it's like, oh crap, I don't have air conditioning and having fans on sucks. Cause like if fans just blow the hot air on you, it doesn't like cool the air. You know, so no, like I, I air conditioning is required no matter where you live. It's like yeah. how I feel about it. You know, it's, Some places don't even. And this again, maybe this is growing up in Florida slash the South, learning that some places don't even have ceiling fans like that, because I've always been used to ceiling fans being standard. And then you go somewhere like, wait, 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 where's your fan? And you're like, what do you mean? We don't have one. And it's like, what's that's a not, fan? I thought that's just what houses came with. <laughs> you just had, you know, you had a default one so that you don't have to go buy one. Like when you buy one, that's like extra fan, not like the fan. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, parts of the country are weird. Turns is out. The moral of that story. 
and uh, Florida is the only right answer. And I wow. immediately felt disgusted saying that, and I'm going to take <laughs> everything I just said back. Um, we're in a weird, this is a weird time of year, guys, for video mm. games, because we're kind of on the other side of the fall rush now at this point. I guess it'll be almost December by the time this airs. It'll be, I guess, the last day of November. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, there's not a lot of news and releases have slowed down right now. You know, we have the Game Awards next week, which, you know, next week's show, we'll, we'll dive into all of the the happenings, the world premieres, who won what, what idiot rushed the stage this year, all that good stuff. Now they're beefing up um, security. No stage rushing, hopefully. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Bubba, the security guard, we're going to be praising him. They're like, <laughs> man, he did a good job tackling that one guy. Um, but until then, you know, we're coming off of uh, Thanksgiving break last week. You guys held down the fort. Well, uh, Alex and I were, I guess, dead, according to the graphic you guys had <laughs> us. That's right. <laughs> well, we, I wanted you to rest peacefully on your time, not on the show. So yeah. I put rest in peace. And okay. It seems like you did. It was a peaceful time of, of chilling. Yeah, I guess so. I like to think I rested in power. but no. Sure. I mean, same initials. That's true. <laughs> same but as whatever, a... whatever the case, the twist this week is you're not dead. <laughs> Neither is Alex, <laughs> to be clear. Uh, he yes. is, he's he's also not dead. Well, not we have dead. no he... we have no evidence of that though. You just have to take <laughs> our word for it. <laughs> uh, he's been pretty. He's been busy posting things on Twitter, kind of giving clues of what he's doing right now. Um, but yeah, uh, now that we're on the other side of Thanksgiving, I thought you know this will be sort of like a a Thanksgiving hangover episode. You know, because we we took a, a few days break. We had our delicious meals. We hung out with family, at least maybe, probably, I assume, and also played a lot of games. Some games new, some games uh, old, or like games that we got too late. Like uh, you think we all talked about uh, offline that we took some time to dive into some backlog games. And I thought, you know, we just dive into that. Just talk about what, what did we catch up on over these last few days. But before we get into that, I need to know. Thanksgiving dinner. You guys all had one, I assume. I I cooked one. I made one. Yeah, okay, you made one. Okay, so step up. I I need to know how your dinners went, <laughs> and most importantly, what was the best thing that you ate at Thanksgiving dinner this year? So, Kyle, since you made yours, I'll, I'll let you start. I mean, okay, that you're putting me on the spot to a certain degree because it's like I did cook pretty much all the the food um i think it was the best turkey i've ever made this year okay uh like i i i put apples inside the turkey uh which helps it stay moist i'd never done that before so that was like a big upgrade to the turkey this year so the turkey was very good did you put whole apples or you cut up i cut up like three apples into quarters and put it in there and it like it it added it didn't really change the flavor a lot but it kept it like moist and i think it was like the best turkey i've ever made um I've probably Did made you eat like the apples afterwards. No. Is that no, a good no, no, idea? No. It's, it's just <laughs> for like it, it's all it's like uh, the, it, it it just adds to it's like a part of the cooking process. You know, it's like you don't need right. the spatula. It's like a tool. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There'd be nothing wrong. With it's those not apples. like I was like, did you pull out yeah, some like so. mushed baked apples that had soaked up poultry juice and Turkey said, juice. "Here you go, applesauce." <laughs> Yeah, I no, I didn't. I just kind of I let them be. I mean, I had because I was like, I just want the turkey. We don't need this other stuff. But then uh, I had a a couple guests. uh, Shout out to former Game Informer editor Serial Vasquez came by, and he made this like crazy s'mores cheesecake that was like 
fully like an Ooh. original recipe that had like M&Ms and stuff in it. It was it was really good. M&Ms? Something. Yeah. Okay, so I might, is it like, I'm graham cracker crust, I assume, yeah. s'mores. Is it a chocolate base with marshmallow on top? Because that's I, what I'm thinking. Or... I don't even really know to tell you the truth. It was just this like lovely collection of sweet flavors that all like, and he, and, he, <laughs> and it, the, the graham cracker crust was like chocolate, like a chocolate what? graham cracker kind of thing. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, marshmallows and cheesecake and stuff. And he served it frozen, which uh, made it like okay. was 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 really good. And then uh, Alex Van Aken also came by and made this like peanut butter meringue. Oh, he made it pie. Yes, he did. He was. He I remember was, he was afraid. He was sick. He well. And then he got yeah. he got healthy enough to come to Thanksgiving before heading off on another work trip. Um, and that was really good too. So I want to shout out both of their, their additions. Cause I can't shout out too much of my own stuff. Like everything I made everything else. So like, why not yeah. all the hours you spent slaving it? I would talk it up. That's like, true. yeah, I spent five hours making this and it was amazing. Okay. You know what? I also made a pumpkin bread cheesecake, which is Ooh. like pumpkin bread on the bottom cheesecake <sighs> on top. Still, I'm still picking away at that thing in the fridge. That was really good. Double <laughs> cheesecake Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever had cheesecake at Thanksgiving. That's it's usually like come to my house. Pie is kind of the, <laughs> like pie and cake are kind of the, the standard, but like not, yeah. not cheesecake. Maybe it's like a I don't know mixing it up at the Hilliard Godbold household. Sounds good. I, well, Charles, what about you? Yeah, mine was not. It wasn't as star studded as Kyle. No, so <laughs> no, no cameo greatest hits. Yeah. Oh, right. um, no, mine was kind of weird because. Oh, right. Reiner actually stopped by the day before because he actually his, he dropped off. Yeah, he dropped his daughter off to hang out for a couple hours. So, so he was like, you know, like he was in the sort of the cr- the credit role at the beginning, you know, featuring yeah. Andrew. Ryan. The foreword. Yeah, the post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. right. Um, mine was. We always go to my grandma's house. My grandma has three sons, and usually all three of them are there, plus like one of their cousins. So there's like four families worth. And this time, one of the families is divorced as of this year. So like half of them were gone. One of them stayed up in Cleveland where they live. Um, And then the other cousin was off somewhere else. So it was like drastically diminished. And also grandma doesn't, she's like 80 and she also has cancer, but it's fine. She's had cancer for like three or four years. It's just kind of there, but it's not like she, she would never know looking at her. I don't know. I don't really understand it, Um, but she didn't want to cook, which is fine. So we like ordered these like Thanksgiving meal boxes um, that comes with like turkey and green beans and uh rolls and basically all the stuff you would need so she didn't have to make it um okay and what was the best thing in those boxes (sighs) yeah can you say where you got it or it was the should we get should we get sponsored by them the fresh market okay Uh, oh the fresh i i went to one of those sorry to step on your story (laughs) you're uh, so excited (laughs) where i went uh i stayed at my mom's place and they built a fresh market in her area recently and i Mm. went to it for the first time while i was down there during break and I, I had food from there, and it was very good. Ooh, this yeah, good. weird, weirdly like very bougie grocery store. Yes. fresh market is. <laughs> oh, it is the ultimate. Um, like it's where you go when you want crib fresh. It's like if Trader Joe's had a Trader Joe's. Like it's <laughs> if Trader Joe's. <laughs> the Trader next Joe's. exponent on it. It's um, like what's but, a, a step in the bougie ladder above Trader Joe's for like the super 
like foodie people. I mean, in, it, in Minnesota, it's Kowalski's. You guys know Kowalski's? No. No, yeah, it's like. It's like you walk in and you're like, I don't think I'm supposed to be in here. <laughs> they, they check your uh, your bank account. At the yeah, door. Like you're, you're not. You don't. You don't earn enough to shop here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think I think the highlight. I don't think the box were any of the highlights. The things that we brought were my mom makes mac and cheese every year. That's very good. That's like her signature, Helene Hart mac and cheese. Um, and then I did roasted Brussels sprouts. So those, I, I like those both. Probably more than what was in the box, but those are also like my two favorite foods. So, nice. Brussels sprouts, yeah. favorite food. You heard Kyle, we had place. a uh, a game in for we. There was like gonna be a morning meeting that got canceled or something, and a bunch of us <laughs> right. were just hanging out in a voice call last Thursday or last Wednesday, yeah. and. I mentioned Brussels sprouts and like two or three people were like, absolutely. Brussels sprouts, best really? vegetable ever. And I was like, I love them too. I never heard such such an outcry I, of support. I said <laughs> that it's the, depending on how you cook Brussels sprouts, it's the best thing ever. Like if you do like the, uh, like bacon with like uh, some sort of well, like that's sweet, cheating. Like a sweet glaze. <laughs> then, so you oh, put oh, syrup yeah. and bacon on it and it's delicious. Wow. What a surprise. <laughs> I like them like crispy. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do like a, a pan sear here just cause it was going to be too long between when I cooked them and when I brought them. But if you can get them like right out the pan and they're like crunchy, like, yeah, I have done that. Before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, by the way, like Brussels sprouts, I, we have no beef. Uh, in my Brussels sprouts, I don't throw bacon in them, even though that's pork. But I'm I'm good with Brussels sprouts. I like a Brussels sprout, but like it, I would be hard pressed to add the word favorite food <laughs> to that to its description. I think it's favorite vegetable. Uh, okay, all right. I I, I use the like... words favorite food for the right. record. So, okay, so not not number Charles... one, but like top ten. I would say. Top 10. Wow. Okay. okay. Good on you, Brussels right. sprouts. Pride of every mother out there. Try to get your food. <laughs> you're like, nah, give me more. You can't give me enough, mom. <laughs> Yeah, I had dinner with my family. My aunt cooked and like my, I think my grandma helped, but I think it was primarily her. <clears throat> Didn't bring anything. I, I brought myself, which I mean, that's the tastiest dish. Your home, appetite. All right. yeah. <laughs> um, Did you use that line when you showed up? Uh, no. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> You should just brought a pan, like an empty pan with aluminum foil on top and been just like sat on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you like peel it back. They're like, what's in there? And it's just a picture of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm the big hit. Remember that for uh, next year. Um, but it was like kind of the storm, uh, the normal stuff. You go to any, you go to any like black Thanksgiving dinner. It's like you know what you're gonna eat. The fixings, like you know, you get your turkey. We had two kinds of hams. You, you always have to have like like a pot roast or like a beef brisket sort of a thing there. Oh, so you went triple meats? Yeah, triple or quadruple because there's two kinds of ham. Yeah, I guess technically, yeah, I guess wow. quadruple. So it's like the, there's something for everyone. If you want to eat a dead animal, there you probably have <laughs> like one that you're gonna like. Um, there was also crab cakes as like an hors d'oeuvre. Wow, yeah. Which I I don't think I've ever had at Thanksgiving or but I but I like crab cakes. So I was like, yeah, I'll have one of those. Um, you gotta have your baked mac and cheese. You know that's that's staple. You gotta have your uh, candy yams with marshmallows on it, which is probably the best thing. Like you know they they had two trays of those. Cause that's how popular it is. Um, you gotta have your collard greens, your, 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 um, stuffing, which is always hit and miss. <laughs> um, had the Hawaiian sweet rolls, which I mean, you don't make those, but you, no one can make those right. They're, they're the recipe. It's illegal. 
They just the only way to acquire them is to purchase them made. That's just how it I works. think they dangle the written recipe over an active volcano in Hawaii <laughs> to keep it safe, just a little heat proof bottle. So yeah, I gotta have those and like fifty million desserts. There's like <laughs> I'm talking red velvet cake, I'm talking Hell lemon yeah. cake, which Hell is my yeah. personal favorite, as much as I love red velvet too. Uh sweet potato pie we had apple oh, yeah. pie and apple cobbler which is like basically the same thing <laughs> yeah. was it I two thought, different people two different people brought okay. it and I, I don't know if there was beef if you put pie and cobbler in front of me i think i will go cobbler even though i couldn't even tell you what the difference is really i think the there's like less i like a less breading, I like a, right less i guess technically because pie has the bottom crust yeah. and cobbler doesn't which is honestly why i would probably lean more pie because i like an even crust to filling ratio especially with fruit pies and like you know i don't want too much fruit you know (laughs) which you run the risk of with cobbler unless you're the jerk that takes all the crusty bits and leaves mostly the fruit bits behind (laughs) well then you got another problem going there yeah but yeah banana pudding which you you know also you got to have vanilla wafers and stuff god this Uh, sounds good brownies were there how many people would you estimate were here? Not not too big. It was actually smaller this year compared to the past year just because uh, some of us have moved, you know, elsewhere. Uh, especially peop- the, the the cousins that are, like, roughly my age, we're all, we've all moved away now for the most part. Um, so it was smaller than it has been before. Probably, like, 12 people, roughly. Like, gotcha. some cousins and, like, aunts, friends. It was, it was, a, it was a, a more intimate affair, but still fun. Played some Uno. One, I haven't played Uno in a while. Ooh. Did you know they made, they, they like, there's like a new Uno, or maybe it's not new. It's a probably... Uno? Dose? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dose is a thing, but I've never played. I Dose mm-hmm. is a thing. I've not played it either. I've oh. not played this Uno either, where apparently there's a card where you can write your own rules. It's like a blank card, and they're like, yeah, make up your own rules. <laughs> and like one of the new cards that is like they, they made for you, like, is like shuffle your. Shuffle everyone's hand into the deck and basically restart the game. It's like Fiber Jar if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Um, it's really weird, and I didn't know it was in there until my cousin played it against me. And I was like, "What is this fake <laughs> card that you just threw down?" <laughs> and yeah, uh, Uno's wild. The Uno meta game has changed, guys. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I I played a cool game. I actually have a board right here. It's called Hues and Cues. Oh, I'm showing on the podcast board it's this big board there's a bunch of color squares on it it looks like you're just holding up the photoshop color gradient <laughs> yeah, no, menu. Yeah. <laughs> um and the way it works is you'll say a color and then everyone has to put their little pieces on the square that they or not a color you'll you'll say a thing that has a color uh mm. to try to get people to guess what color you are saying so for example you might say like grass and then people will say i think it's this shade of green I think it's that shade of green. See, so you can guess by the shade because just saying green would be too easy. You're like, well, well you can't. Yeah, you can't say just straight up colors. So you got to say things. So like, I don't know. Sour a apple. good example they give is like apple is a bad clue because there's red apples, there's yellow apples, there's green apples. And sky is a pretty bad clue because like sky can get all sorts of colors. But if you're like, class a classic clue is like Barbie. It's like a hot pink color. I'm trying to guess. Oh, you want to get specific? That does sound yeah. good. And it supports it supports like eight players, so it's a good like crowd pleaser. Okay, hmm. I'm gonna write that Jeez one down. We played um Gartic Phone. Have you guys heard of this? Gartic? G A R T I C. Drawing game. Yeah. So if you know the game of telephone, Marcus, it's like yeah. one person whispers something, and you, and you see like what did you start with? What did you end with? Gartic yeah. Phone is like a free mobile app 
that basically does that with drawings. So like you say, like I would, my, one of my clues was like Superman is, is sad at the grocery store. Like you just make up your own sentence and then someone draws that and then someone tries to guess right what they drew and then someone draws that clue. So if you have like a bunch of people, you get to see your, this like phrase transformed through a series of drawings and phrases and it's always quite funny. It's, it's, I really, I really enjoy it. Okay. I'm going to try it. It seems like, it's like, like a, it's, a good... it's like a, uh, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, um, uh, Jack, it's kind of like in the vein of Jackbox. It's, I was it's, I was just about yeah. to say that. I was like, it yeah. seems like that'd be a good Jackbox game. Yes, it's similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, do you guys play Jackbox at all? This is like the family. No? Yeah, you we usually go? do. But my my main Jackbox crew was out of town this year. Okay, I still haven't played ten. Have you played ten yet, Kyle? No, we 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 have. I have. I don't remember which one. I, I can't even tell you which games. I can't remember the titles of the games, but there's one that we that has Quiplash on it, and then another one, Blabber, Blabber Round or something that that we just always kind of default to. Like we always just go to that one. Um, yeah, uh, I think Party Pack Two is the first one that has Quiplash. If we're talking about Quiplash yeah. One, it's it's, it's more two. recent than that. Okay, it maybe the one that has Quiplash Two. Bla- in it. Yeah, Blather Round. Yeah, blather round and quiplash. Whatever is it, seven. That's the one we always we always end up oh, playing okay. seven. Quiplash three and, and blather round over those oh, kind of our favorites. Okay. So fair. Quiplash best Jackbox game. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's a reason it keeps showing up. Not. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, I don't know if I make if I'm, I'm like saying a hot take there if I'm taking a weird stance or not. <laughs> uh, maybe that's the coldest take ever, and it's not going to make any headlines of like Marcus Stewart thinks Quiplash is the best Jackbox game. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's mad at him for it. Um, yeah, I I need to play some more of that. I also saw um, I, I I went to the movies and I saw Napoleon. Oh, see a movie, which I was very excited for because it's like, oh, Ridley Scott doing a new historical epic. Hell yeah, Gladiator's cool, and also Napoleon, someone I've gone out of my way to like learn about because he's really fascinating and I'm a history nurse. I'm like, yeah, and the trailers look good. Uh, that movie is very disappointing <laughs> oh no bummer <laughs> yeah i don't know if you've seen it or, or or have any desire to see it but yeah i kind of walked out of there it's two and a half hours long which i was excited for because i was like oh, that's a lot there's a lot of ground to cover with that napoleon so it's like yeah this will fly by and i was i was like actively waiting for it to end oh, because of how no. the clunky and like I'm trying to avoid going into like a full-on rant about everything I <laughs> disliked about this movie. Isn't isn't there like a scene where Napoleon fires cannons at the pyramids? Yeah, which never happened. There's the Ridley Scott like someone asked was like that never happened. He was like, I don't care. Like, well, yeah, he's been very flippant about like yeah, well, he the always, historical he inaccuracies. Be, yeah, he's just fair. like yeah. his 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 excuse is almost. Almost like grade school like of being like, well, were you there? <laughs> then shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't really care about the historical accuracy part of it. Personally, I've not seen Napoleon. Like that that's not gonna bug me because I wasn't there. So how do I know? Uh, but as, it, yeah. if it's not like if it's not an, an engaging, interesting sort of biopic you know like then that's the that's the issue that's right? that's the biggest issue like i can look past historical accuracies though they're they're pretty damning in this movie as someone that again i i know more about the subject than maybe other biopics where i'm a little more nitpicky about it we're like well right. he wasn't there when this happened or the fact that walking phoenix is like 
the same age that Napoleon was when he died. Because, but he's supposed to be playing Napoleon when he's like in his twenties, and you're like, mm. uh, he does not look like he's in his twenties <laughs> by by any stretch. But well, it, that, it is it's a different era, that, man. People <laughs> people had city miles <laughs> on him back then. But it, it is the fact that it, it doesn't really tell a story about Napoleon. It's it's literally just like it's like every scene is, and then he did this. And then moving on to like, and then he did this. And it's like, there's no really flow to it. If that makes sense. Like, it's not like, it doesn't really let you know, like what makes this guy click? Like why, how, why does he behave the way that he does? Why, how did he come up with this groundbreaking military strategy? What was his thought process when he did this famous strategy that won him this big battle? It's kind of just like, now he's just, he's just ambitious. And you're like, you know, I I get that. But (laughs) you don't really get to know him outside of the fact that he's just really obsessed with his wife, but shout out to Vanessa Kirby. She's probably the best part of the movie as a, as Josephine. But like, it just felt like very disjointed and just like a collection of like really like expensive looking battle sequences and like a lot of sex. And then you okay. move on to the next historical thing that they give very little context to. So it's like, it's funny because it's like, unless you've studied Napoleon, you would have no idea why anything's happening because it does not give context to anything. It's just like, no, what really? was the okay. what was the reign of terror? Like, wait, why is he fighting this guy? And like, wait, why was that victory a big deal? Like, I get that he won, but what was the, why were they fighting? And then it's just like, don't worry about it. He loves his wife. But they they also are cheated cheat on each other a lot. Yeah, that sounds disappointing. So that's what makes the historical is like. So you're not going for historical accuracy, but then you kind of have to be a historian to an extent to even understand what you're watching. So it doesn't really serve either audience. Yeah, you know. So yeah, okay. I'm gonna end rant over Napoleon (laughs) eh, mid disappointing. I like the Uh, subtitle (laughs) Napoleon. Who cares? He loves his wife. <laughs> that, honestly, that may as well be the movie. <laughs> he loved his wife, even though he was also a terrible person to her. Well, yeah, let's just let's take that energy and let's get hype for Gladiator Two, right, Marcus? Let's do it. Is that ha- Wait, is that happening? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty oh, sure I think, it's, it's uh, locked in with Gerard Butler, like as a, as a whatever. What was this character's name? Wait, was what was this character's name in? He was a oh, not Gerard Bar- Sorry, not Gerard Butler. Um, uh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Sorry, I was like, I was like, Gerard, I'm, was I'm like, thinking of Gerard Butler in 300. I got the other Gladiator esque actor mixed up. Yeah, let's see, uh, yeah, Gladiator well, Two supposedly coming next year. Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal. I'm not seeing Russell Crowe on here. Man, Pedro getting work. Yeah, is, is Pedro Pascal the new Chris Pratt? <laughs> which I, well, that, that might sound like yet. an insult yeah. but i mean like we he's kind of like in everything now like he's rumored to be reed richards in the fantastic four film yeah maybe i mean we we haven't turned on him yet right there's every, no 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 every, he's, i think Pedro pascal is also point. like a specific type of guy whereas i feel like chris pratt often gets filled in for like generic movie protagonist guy if that makes any sense. Like, I think you could look at a role and be like, this feels like a Pedro Pascal role. I don't think many roles feel like Chris Pratt roles. He's just often like, we'll put him in the middle and then put people around him. And now he's Garfield. Like that. He's kind yeah. of like the, the free space in the bingo card. Of like, yes. He's the most inoffensive guy. So if you have a character that does really not require specific performance, you could just throw him in there. Whereas, and I again, I I say the Chris Pratt comparison not as a slight on his acting ability because I think Pedro Pascal has a has more range as an actor than Chris Pratt in terms of like just look at the roles he's done. But it's just like man, he is. It feels like he's everywhere now. To where like he's sooner or later, right. he's gonna voice. He's gonna be in that 
Mario movie sequel as like a beloved character. <laughs> I really want. I can't wait until Daisy. they put Wario in one of these movies because oh, whoever voices Wario, Pass. I'm gonna. That's I, it. That's it. it. He, that's Pedro Pascal. But it should be Danny. De- <laughs> okay, here's Danny DeVito, Wario, Pedro Pascal, Waluigi. There you go. That yeah, I'll take that. Okay, that's fine. As long as you get Waluigi, I, I don't care. Who yeah, yeah. Him, basically, yeah, yeah. Or it's John Krasinski. There will be another internet campaign to be like, what if John Krasinski was I mean, that's, Waluigi? That's what the sort of sequel to Mario Brothers will be, right? It's like more of the sort of core people that didn't appear in the first one, right? I assume. I would imagine you do at least Wario and Waluigi just to get more plumbers in it. Or at know? least or, Wario. Or supposed plumbers, plumber, yeah. plumber-facing characters. I guess, do they want to save facing. some? Or are they going to sort of <laughs> sprinkle them? They'll get Daisy and Wario in there and be like, oh, we're holding Wa- we're holding Waluigi. We're not ready for him yet. We're not ready <laughs> the for... Ra- the world's not ready think, for yeah, Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, to me, is like... I feel like there's a, Gal- a Mario Galaxy movie somewhere in here. Like I feel like there's one where, like... The core cast gets sent into space, and then Rosalina's there. That just yeah. feels like a, but maybe the third one. I could see honestly. I could see them jumping the galaxy with even the second one, just because sure. Rosalina has become. She's kind of skyrocketed up the like totem pole of Mario characters in the last decade. There's that Luma so in the first one too. So yeah, that's true. They she's my main in Mario Kart. Thing. Always, I always go with Rosalina in a motorcycle. That's that's who I that's oh, who I play as in Mario Kart. Yeah, Waluigi's my main. He's just the funniest one that's kind of all it comes down to he's just like he makes funny noises when he does things so it's like yeah he's purple too i like purple there you go can you guess what my mario kart main is i just want to know what there's so many now too it's like (laughs) i want to know what kind of vibe i give off i for some reason i think you would play as like you're a rare player these days i feel like who goes for the heavier uh, racer to do more damage right like you can knock people Mm. off the cart but you don't donkey kong's too obvious so i mean I, i don't know do you play as bowser Wait, let me guess. Yeah, well, let's mark this guess. I'm going to say Dry Bones. Be good. I always play Mario. <laughs> oh, get out of so here. No one plays boring? as Mario. Is that the- <laughs> I am. Do you is also that- fight as Mario in Smash Brothers? Uh, my brother plays as Mario. So that's probably hard. That's probably. <laughs> Andre's really good at Smash Bros., though, so it's say- okay, man. <laughs> Playing as Mario in Smash Brothers is probably more damning than using him in Mario Kart because yeah. Mario Kart everybody's kind of the same anyway. For, you know, outside of Wade, reads, like, yeah. why would you pick Mario in Smash when you got Sephiroth right there? I know. <laughs> I always have this thing of like, if I'm well, like at least when I was younger. Now I'm I'm more adventurous, but I would be like, it's Mario Kart, so you have to be Mario, or it would be like a Sonic game, and I'm like, well, you have. To be Sonic because he's the main. If I'm playing Mario and Sonic Olympic Winter Games, I'm gonna be playing as Mario or Sonic because those are the two guys. <laughs> um, I always have a thing too of like if I'm playing a game like a Spider-Man where there's a bunch of different suits, you can have your fun and game suits for like the middle of the game. But if you get to like the important moments, you got to be wearing like the box art suit. I do, I do yeah. that as well. I do I mean, like I, yeah. I wore the uh, Miles' Bodega Cat suit during some serious moments, and I thought they added to it, honestly. To sure. I popped out the backpack as Miles is, like, crying his eyes out over something. <laughs> <laughs> Being really angry about wanting to get revenge for his dad and cursing Martin Lee's name, and the cat's just in the back. <laughs> like his that. Yeah, I like to think the cat was, like, yeah, like, whispering in his ear, like, bad influence, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> 
kill him. Wow, kill that guy. <laughs> you know, because that's his symbiote. Because Peter has the cat, the black suit. He has a very angry cat <laughs> telling him to kill somebody. Wow. So that was my head candidate. I think it made Spider-Man Two a better game. Personally, I, probably. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games, we played a lot of stuff during the break. I, I you know, I, I got an idea of what some of you guys were playing. Um, and you know, I'm keeping this. Like relatively loosey goosey, but I, I, you know, I want to know what you guys dived into, what backlog stuff. Uh, I to say I, I've played a bunch of things. I mainly had my Switch with me that I, I took down to my parents' place. So it was a lot of catching up on stuff like Mario, as we we're talking about it. I finally played Mario Wonder, like I bought it. <laughs> um, and I'm a, I, 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 I beat the last thing I did was I beat the first airship. Uh, and now the game's starting to, as the kids say, cook. A little bit whereas like up to that point i was like okay this is fine like it's it's mario like it wasn't like blowing me away and i was like oh i like the wonder effects but it's not like it hadn't hit that next gear and now i'm getting to the point where like it's starting to do stuff from like ah okay i i see the wonder starting to emerge here uh so i've been having fun with that if you guys have played have either of you guys beaten that much like your controversial quiplash opinion marcus Mario Wonder has just not clicked for me at all. I oh to the point of like like kind of a disappointment for me this year. Like and I've mm. I've never been the biggest 2D Mario fan in general to be fair. I'm not very nostalgic for 2D Mario. But like I got through the I did the first two like ships, you know? Like I keep going back to it. I'm like surely I'm just missing something here. But it's just I don't know. I don't know why. It's just not doing it for me. Maybe I'm dead inside. Finally, it finally happened. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I I have played it. I liked it, Kyle. I thought you were going to say much like Marcus's Quiplash Two opinion. Hot take: Mario Wonder's a good game. <laughs> no, <laughs> no <laughs> the other direction. But uh, yeah, I I haven't beat it. I was playing it with my partner, and then we, I don't know, we just were doing other things. So we hadn't gone back to it. Um, but I I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was. Uh, uh, I was often i i'm not a huge 2d mario person either like i have often tried to go back and play like older games as you do to be like i should know what this game is like and always have a hard time getting into like mario 2d one specifically of like i don't know i feel like i've played this but more interesting i feel like mario one does a good job of like for the most part every level there's like a new weird thing that like keeps me engaged in some different way of like I don't know. I just I feel like it keeps me on my toes in a way that I I it could easily feel the same every level and it doesn't, which I appreciate. Yeah, I haven't played online yet. Um, I've heard from people saying that it makes the game better for them in terms of like finding secrets and, and kind of like I guess like the joy of watching people figure things out and then sort of learning from them. I, I there's a part of me that I, I'm in the same boat as you, Kyle. I think we're both sort of like single player minded and don't really want to be interrupted by like outside forces and but every time i come across that little weird transmitter tower i'm always like almost like this weird sense of obligation of like this is like a big feature i should turn this on at least once right but then it's like i never know what a good time is because i'm like i don't want to use it for this brand new level because i i haven't seen it yet and i want to see it my for myself for the first time so i i'm having a hard time trying to fit it in basically um, i i turned it off i i I've, I've heard some people really love it like i know jeff grubb over at giant bomb was like really singing its praises and was like this kind of these kind of features need to be implemented in like all games moving forward 
but I just found it too chaotic. Like, because basically, like, if you can imagine, like, Dark Souls ghosts, you know? Right, like, right. It's like that while you're playing a 2D Mario level, but they're not as transparent, I guess you could say. Like, they're more present. And, like, you can see what other people are doing, and I understand the value of, like, oh, I'm sort of part of this Mario community. We're all playing Mario together. That's kind of neat. But, like, I I just found it there was just too much going on, and it was distracting from what I wanted to focus on. So I ended up turning it off. Was it sort of like Mario 35 a little bit? Uh, not to quite that extreme, really. I I mean, they are ghosts, right? They have some transparency. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I kind of like like you said, Marcus. I was kind of just like, it's like guys, I kind of want to play by myself. <laughs> you know? But you yeah. should turn it on. Don't like just turn it on, regardless of you know. Don't worry about like, oh, I want to see this level with fresh eyes. Like, just turn it on, and and maybe you'll like it. I mean, some people really like it. Yeah, maybe I'll go back to because you know there's levels I want to go back to to clean up, like. You know, like, oh, I missed a wonder seed. I don't know where it is. So I'll, I'll use people to help me find that. Maybe, like, it'll be more of a tool than anything, I guess. But I'm still a little averse to, like, oh, brand new stage. Don't know what's going to happen here. I want a bunch of people to sort of muck it up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a weird attitude, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I yeah. get it. Uh, what about you guys? What have, what have you been digging into? Uh, my big one is, uh, was... Uh, were there two? I started Talos Principle. Ooh, I want to hear about this. And I started uh, Dave the Diver. Talos. Uh, I'll start with Talos, Marcus, since you're interested. I made the mistake of accidentally solving a puzzle without understanding how I solved it. Like you like stumbled upon this, kind like you just of. moved something randomly and it worked. It's like a puzzle. Like you have the blue, green, and what are the three colors? The Is it the, the RGB light? Where you yeah. Have to filter? Where I was like, yeah, it was the RGB light where it's like you, you have to like get the three types of lights and then like you need to like, you know, use the three lights and make sure that it activates a red switch over there. Right. And I, and you know, the tutorialization level, right. They like, we're going to keep it as simple as possible for this level. I just kind of solved it by like sort of haphazardly sort of like placing things and trying things out. And the mm-hmm. second, it solved i was like oh no that was like <laughs> that was necessary to understand <laughs> and like and of course like the next five puzzles were all like based around that core idea and i was like i don't i i got lost like i got stuck like basically to a certain not i guess well, that's not I mean, fair you, i kind of understand like how that mechanism works because that's really all you need to know is like not it just really because well, I mean, then I started it, it, having two of them, and like I was like, I don't understand why, like you know, these colors aren't outputting that color, and like I think I don't know if I just need to restart or something. I mean, but, I can just like, tell you now; it's very simple. Yeah, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to get into like Talos tips, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll just tell you how the thing works because it's, it's. I mean, you should have learned it in the first. It's I just know. That there's three lights. There's red, blue, green. Uh, yeah, and so. basically you filter two of those lights and then the third light is outputted so if you filter red and blue it's going to make green like it basically makes the light that you're not shooting through it okay but then so I if just... you want one color you have to send the other two through it you know does that make sense yeah i mean to be clear it's not that i like did it and was like this is impossible to understand right like i know <laughs> it's like a simple thing that i just sort of accidentally stepped over but the, okay. the, what it did is it just made me sort of start getting unnecessarily confused. 
for like the next puzzle. It's kind of like you right. know, like you know how in Portal, a big puzzle element is like taking your downward momentum and like using it as horizontal momentum to like get. Yeah, it's like if I had just accidentally fallen down and like got over the hump. And I was like, I don't know how I did that. And then the next room is like, oh, you got to use that again. But now we're going to add an extra sort of detail to it. And I was like, well, I'm still confused by the first detail. Like that just happened to happen to me with Talos. Um, now, that being said, everything else about the game, I found really intriguing and interesting. The setting, the sort of the sort of design of like walking around. Like I like a puzzle where you, like a portal puzzle where you're like in an environment and it's about like figuring out how to get out of here or how to open that gate by walking around and just messing with things. Yeah. Did you explore that city in the beginning? Cause they give it the option of like, you can go on the expedition now, or you can just go walk around that city. I mean a little bit, not as much as I should have, I suppose. Cause I was like, I I'm enjoying the puzzles. I want to get to the puzzles. So I went and like talked to like two robots and then I was like, you know what? Puzzle time. Let's do this. Did you talk to the, the, the surfer guy? No, uh, I don't know what that oh. is. That sounds made up. There's the guy with a server voice, and he's like, I don't know if I like this voice box. What do you think? And you get to choose. You get to tell him whether or not you should keep it or find something else. But he basically talks like Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's, it's very funny because he's the only one in the city that talks like that. You know what maybe I should do, Marcus? Is like, I should, you and me, I should like stream it. You know, in the way we do like replay every week, where like you just watch me play one of those puzzles that I'm sort of stuck on the base idea of. And you just explain it to me. And once I have that, you know, once I understand addition, then I can do subtraction, division, and multiplication. (laughs) Right. Like, I just need that, like, little bit of help, which is, like, it's funny because, like, I love this genre. I love puzzle games like this. I'm I'm kind of surprised that I've I've gotten sort of confused in a way uh, by this early mechanic. Yeah, I would even recommend because you can find hints in the or not hints like literally like, there's an item that lets you skip puzzles if you yeah. decide you just don't want to do it. Yeah. You have to look for them. But I would recommend people like if you have those to not use them for the first bat or the first like one or two puzzles of any area because you don't want to skip like basically yeah. the two, like you don't want to skip yeah. the easiest version of this mechanic and then have to start with the hard ones because you ran out of skips. It's like at least get through those so that you understand what they're asking of you and then save them for like, well, this, like the fifth or sixth iteration of this, I'm, I'm just struggling with. So I'm just going to skip it. But it does that thing, which a, gr- a great puzzle game does where it's like, you sort of, it, the trick is like, you look at something just long enough to not be annoyed with it. Right. Like you're like, okay, how does this work? And then like the trick is like giving you the solution right before you give up. Like there's no way to manufacture that. I don't, it's like magic as far as I'm concerned, but Talos is really good at like, uh, at, at being like I don't think how are you supposed to do this and then you kind of stare at it for a minute and like right before the moment where you're like should I google this you're like oh wait no I got it you know and like that happened like seven or eight times you know in the first like two hours of the game and that's that's the kind of sort of stuff I love that like I don't I don't like puzzle games that get overly complicated right I like I like I I, I want them to be at like if the if there's a difficulty dial that's like between zero and a hundred, I want it to like float around like sixty or seventy. You know, I don't want it yeah. to go into the hundred zone where it's like you feel like your brain is boiling inside of your skull. It's like I just want to be. I, I want a consistent level of like I'm figuring things out. I'm figuring things out. You know, and Talos seems to have that cadence. I, I just need to sort of uh, that one sort of L, that mechanic that I've sort of accidentally tricked myself into 
into solving by accident. I need to like relearn it and like have it get a better grasp on it. Yeah. And I, I listened to last week's show and you guys touched on uh, playing this and I'm hearing you, Charles, saying that you were having a hard time with it because of the first person perspective. Yeah. And I was going to yell at you. I was like yelling it to my thing of like, there's a third person option. Like you there can play is? this. Yeah, like you literally hit a button. Oh. Like I forget. I think it's like a D-pad button or you click the stick, but you can play the game in third person like just like as easily as you can in like a Bethesda game, basically. I truly had no idea. I will definitely go back and try it. <laughs> try it yeah, so I, 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 I thought about messaging you, but I was like at families when I was like, I think I was driving when I was listening to it. And I was like, wait, does he know that he can totally <laughs> circumvent that? <laughs> I did. Over. It truly, it was a thing of like, I think kind of the way where like you just get kind of frustrated with the thing. I was like, I don't even want to look at this stupid game anymore. I was just right, yeah. mad that it made me feel that way. But I will definitely go back if I could do that because that will alleviate my my issue. Yeah, problems. see what you think. Uh, what else, Kyle? You said you had another game you want to. Your oh jam yeah, on? Uh, Dave the Diver, um, which I've been hearing about for months, and you know everyone's been singing its praises and everything, and it was. Um, it actually was born of uh, my wife recently. Her her new favorite thing to do is like to listen to books uh, while she plays games and, and audio books. Like, we call those yes, <laughs> audio books. Uh, and she and she was like, I'm like, if you know of any good games that like aren't too like story intensive, that are like Vampire Survivors was a big one, right? Of just like you just kind of play and you can do something else. And I was totally wrong about Dave the Diver, to be clear here. I was like, I think Dave the Diver is one because you just go and fish and then you run the restaurant. And she's like, okay, I'll check that out. And I was like, you know what? We'll play it together. Like, you play on your Switch, I'll play on mine. And we'll sort of be going at the same time and we can talk about it and stuff, which is always fun. I like playing games that way with her. Um, and it was very quick. It was very apparent very quickly. It's like, oh, no, there's like a ton of story. Uh, every Between every time you fish, there's story and there's like cutscenes and stuff. And I was like, well... Maybe there was the wrong game for that, but yeah. Dave's got something to say. <laughs> it really does, but um, sort of uh, beyond that, you know, just like taking it at face value as a game, it is like I'm really enjoying it, which is like not typical uh, of of the genre I usually like because it's, it's basically a roguelike, which is like I had been playing for three hours before I came to accept that, and I was like, oh, this is just a a roguelike because like you're going into an area and collecting things that changes every time. And then you like leave and do stuff in between and then you go back and it's like a little bit different in there and you're collecting things and you're trying to survive as long as you can. And the longer you survive, the more stuff you get. And if you don't survive, maybe you lose everything. And that's sort of the the gamble that you take every time you go underwater. But it's just a really charming, funny game. Like it's like uh, it's crazy how many cool cutscenes there are for like every time you upgrade something or like start a new recipe. Like you get these little like 30 second like pixelated vignettes uh that are just all really cool and funny and every time a character comes into the restaurant that wants something specific and you feed it to them you get this great cutscene of them having this like revelation of like oh my god this is like the greatest thing i've ever tasted you know it's like the, all those scenes in ratatouille where you know like people are <laughs> like there's like the at the end you know when the the critic eats the ratatouille and it like zooms into his childhood it's like yeah. that's like every time like you like there's literally one cutscene of someone like reverting into a child uh, because like the, the the soup you made them was so delicious. Yeah. But so it's just... to be clear, the, the soup did not turn them physically back no, as children. No, like, <laughs> no it was just like... it was just a cutscene of them imagining it. But um, some good soup. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, it's just it, it is a game that establishes a very strong loop. 
Um, I actually don't really like loop games, right? I like sort of a sort of trajectory of like there's a narrative and a story and a beginning, middle, and end. I don't usually get into games where it's like, yeah, you're just going to do this over and over and you're going to slowly upgrade and it's going to get more engaging in that way. Right. But that's what Dave the Diver is and it's it's really working for me. I'm really enjoying it. When you say that, did you like Hades? Hades? Not as much as everybody yeah. else. Um, okay. I beat it, but uh, I liked Undermine uh, more that year oh okay uh, that game's cool too yeah i um i mean not to be clear it's always these conversations are always odd because like i liked hades don't get me wrong I, I played and beat hades but um yeah it was certainly not the sort of um i don't know if it even i think it made my top 10 that year but it's like it just didn't for the for the reason i usually don't like loop like games i was like well yeah I mean, this is this is cool i like the characters i like the art Com- i don't really like the combat that much i don't really like <sighs> trying out different weapons yeah i know we don't want to i don't want to turn this into like a hades <laughs> hating on hades segment but a hades um, explain yourself session yeah yeah uh but so yeah like those those games will are very hit and miss for me and dave the diver is definitely right. a hit primarily because it's so charming it is a very charming game yeah i actually bought it on switch during the break because i have it on steam but like i, I fired it up once and then it crashed. Oh, like, bummer. It, like it crashed after the first cutscene. And then I had to uninstall and reinstall it. And by that point, I'd sort of like, like I'd lost the will. And the I momentum. just felt like moving on to. Yeah. yeah, like I used up all of my tolerance for sitting at the computer doing that. And I was like, I'm just going to go play on my PlayStation <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, I do. So I, I do. Uh, I do. I, I did. I have it on Steam as well. But I was like, I just want to play it on my Switch. So I used, yeah. I used all my Nintendo points. Got, got me too i got it for like five bucks <laughs> yeah, <hell> yeah. <laughs> that's what they were made for baby um but yeah i i've not started up yet i i'm excited to because that is another one that was like uh, obviously like a big one i mean it's up for a, a game award that <laughs> may yeah, or may best not independent be. game of the year it turns out it might be we'll see uh next week <laughs> um uh but yeah excited to get to that uh charles what are you what are you uh, messing with well uh, speaking of loot-based games, I had, I don't know what exactly came over me. I was just kind of feeling bored of the games I had or the stuff that was on my plate. And I had like this big pile, I have like a, you can make folders in the PlayStation. I had like a folder of games that were like my end of your consideration. Something about just like checking them off was like, I was just not feeling it. And I recently canceled game pass because i didn't use my xbox all that much and i figure if i need it i can get it again but i still had a year of playstation plus premium because i got it for playing all the assassin's creed games for some reason i bought a year's worth um and i was going through there and i was like hey i haven't actually played half of these games um so the first one i was playing was inscription which i've been meaning to play forever and it just like uh i don't know i i if I'm going to play something, it's probably going to be on my PS5 just because that's my go-to default thing. Um, I also would probably play something on Switch, but I didn't have Inscription on Switch. I'll also say, playing on PS5, playing with my partner because she really likes deck builders. Um, I'm aware... I don't know if either of you guys have played it also. Oh, yeah. I love that game. Okay. Have you I got it, scared off by cards. I don't want to deal with cards. <laughs> <laughs> so my understanding of the game, and I haven't actually hit this point yet, is Wait, that you, there's were you spoiled at all before kind of like of anything about the game not specifically i've i've okay. been avoiding it for a long it's one of those things where i'm like i've heard this game so good but i can't learn anything about it and then i never 
get excited enough to play it because I've been starving myself of information. Um, my understanding is that eventually the game changes into other forms, unlike this initial card thing. I don't know. I basically got to the point where it's about to do that, and then we lost to the final boss. Mm. Um, so we have to go back and do it again, which was devastating. But um, the part I'm playing, at least, you're like in a cabin in the woods, and it's this weird card game, um, and it's a roguelike deck builder, and it's loops, like you said, Kyle. I got an, I got particularly annoyed at this last loss because I had already won like three times, and I was just ready. I was like, I heard there's something more. I'm ready to do something more, and then we lost, and I was like, I don't really want to play this game again. Yeah, I mean, the I first part is, is also Kyle's biggest bane of it's a loop game. So it's yeah, hard yeah it's cards like, and loops. If you lose, like, you have to exactly. you have to climb the ladder again. <laughs> <laughs> and it was on the last. It was like truly one misplay, and then we got uh, like one shot. Um, but it's fine. We'll 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 persevere. Um, anyways, do you like it I, though? Do we do we do we gloss over that? I do like it. I yeah, I did gloss over it. I to me, I was like, I don't know. It's I feel like it's pretty universally recognized to be a very good game. Um, it was on Game Informer's top 10 that year I checked out. I think it was Polygon's Game of the Year. Yeah, so fun fact about that. That was a uh, that came in hot. Like, Inscription kind of... Um, it was one of those games that slipped through the cracks a little bit initially when it came out. Like, we weren't too far behind it, but we had... We weren't... We didn't review it, like, right when it came out. It was something that we kind of caught up on, and I think... I think me and Ben Reeves were, like, among the first people to play it. And kind of like saying its praises, like, oh, no, no, it's like everyone needs to check this out. And then it sort of spread like wildfire. And we were to the point where like it cracked that top 10 not too long before we were like doing game of the year stuff. Like it was not slated for that at all. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of had like the rough top 10 and they were like, nope, inscriptions and in, throw out that other game that we were thinking about. We this thing rules. <laughs> Sick. Well, I get it. I mean, I, I assume I will get it more, but <laughs> I have I have an understanding of a way in which the game might change. But I like the, the meta puzzle-y stuff. Other game I was playing is Kena, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Yeah. That game is so good, dude. That's like, I, I, I picked it up being like, this game's looked pretty. I'm sure it's fine. And I keep being impressed by how much I like it. It's like uh, Kyle. Have you played it? it it's like uh, Zelda esque. So I, I was like, I did start it. Um, it I think, but I think I started it. Was that was that a last year game or was that it was twenty one two 21? two years ago? I it remember because Reiner Reiner reviewed it. Okay, it was and it was a Game Farmer cover game, I believe. It right? was. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I started it and then like I think it was just bad timing because like around that time I think something else had come out that totally pulled my attention away from it. Um, but it does seem, speaking of, you know, loop-free, you know, narrative, <laughs> just <laughs> straightforward trajectory kind of games, I believe that's what that is. So it does seem yeah. like that kind of thing. Oh, it's like the ultimate, like, I, I like that game a lot. and But to me, I think of it like, it, it's like a very good console launch game. In terms oh, of sure. Like yeah. The sure, scope of yeah. it, of like, it's not doing anything you haven't seen from like a third-person kind of zelda kind of like actiony like dreamworks looking game but it what it is doing it does really well you know what i mean it, it, it's like a nice snack 
in between like oh i'm gonna play this 80 hour thing yeah cameo elements of power for the Xbox. it's honestly it's like if cameo <laughs> elements of power was really good <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kane of bridge of spirits oh my my two things about it are one i i'm surprised by how difficult the combat is like I'm dying a lot on normal mode just because enemies do a lot of damage and like, I don't know, like you can take like three hits and then you die and there's ways to heal and stuff and nothing's like, I haven't been like hard stuck on anything, but I think the aesthetic was like, oh, this will be like an easy game that like, because it's kind of soulsy a little yeah. bit, right? From what I remember, I'm a little hu- fa- hu- like fuzzy on the combat, but I, yeah, because it's like, kind of like countering and. Yeah, the the parry window is like pretty small, but like important. And yeah, you really it, it's really not like a run in and just attack a bunch of times. Because it's got and it's also got a bit of a like a Pikmin element with the little dudes that you collect and you can throw them at the bad guys and stuff. You yeah, you can. They're they're or called so, rot. And you can, yeah, I forgot all these they, rot abilities. That, that memorable name. That's right. I don't know why it's rot. <laughs> I keep expecting there to be some reason. Maybe there is at the end. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing is like it it scratched this weird like 3D Zelda itch for me that I didn't know I needed scratched because like the new Zelda games are kind of different from like a classic 3D Zelda. But it's probably like one of the things that's reminding me most of Zelda other than a Zelda game that's in that like 3D kind of space. Both. I think I think the thing especially is is the puzzles have that thing of like they're not easy. Like, it's not like I immediately get it without thinking about it, but it's like one step past that where I feel smart for doing them, but I'm not spending that much time on them. And yes, highly, highly recommended. I love this game. You know, it's funny you say that, uh, the Zelda comparison, because the studio uh, Ember, I think it's called Ember Ember Labs. Labs. It was, um, because I interviewed the two brothers that are the head of it, uh, because turns out they grew up in Orlando because their dad, I think still is, but for the longest time was like a an executive at Disney and Mm. was like in charge of opening parks. Like he opened, I think Disney Paris. And so they traveled. Yeah. So they, they grew up here, you know, cause he worked at Orlando Disney, but they traveled the world because he would go around opening parks and promoting stuff. Um, But uh, Ember started as an animation studio. And one of the first things that they did that made them like that put them on the map was that they made a legend of zelda i believe majora's mask like animated fan film that yeah, is I've really that. cool yeah yeah it's, yeah like they're walking up, up in the clock tower and stuff or yeah like, i think so yeah. yeah but that was the first thing they did to sort of like showcase their animation chops which is one reason why this game looks so good you're like oh yeah you can see the <laughs> the expertise there of like this looks like a, a disney movie that you can play um, but it's just funny because you're like, yeah, they they did do a Zelda thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's also like spirit masks in the game where it's like, I don't know. It's so clear that that's what their inspiration is, and I appreciate. I don't know. It it doesn't feel like a ripoff, but I always appreciate just seeing so clearly. Like, yep, that's they really like Majora's Mask. <laughs> I mean, I would love it. Like Zelda. I mean, Zelda. Uh, Nintendo's gotten so like much more open about giving stuff to other studios, like their franchises. Like, it'd be cool if they just gave them like a smaller zelda game that would be great. to work on like if they like if they continue to go on the breath of the wild trajectory of like all of our big mainline zeldas are going to be basically this now but like we want to put out like a smaller 3d zelda in between those and they're like hey ember labs can you can you do that can you just do work your cane of magic and just do it with actual zelda i'd be down for that i'd like to see zelda like in that art style 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, somebody make that happen. Amber, if you're listening, <laughs> send some emails. Pick up the phone. Yeah. I uh, I started playing Grounded. Obsidian's Oh, grounded. random. Okay. Yeah. With a, with a, <laughs> Another Game with Informer a, cover. Yeah. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Like when it was like an, an early access. 20, wasn't it Jeff on that one? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played this game when it first hit early access because I was so intrigued by it because I like Obsidian a lot and this is such a different thing for them and I, I like Jeff Cork. I also like little people in the big world stuff and you don't get it often and the idea of like how has no one just done like a big budget basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids thing until now? That seems kind of wild Pikmin. to me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's no, that's, this is totally different. It's a very different genre. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, survival game, you play as a bunch of kids that got shrunk by science and you're basically surviving in a backyard and, and you know, fighting bugs and, and building like shelter with grass and sticks and stuff. And you can play it with up to four people, which is cool. Like me and my one of my best friends who I play co-op games a lot, we I, I convinced them to give it a try because I've been wanting to play it since it hit 1.0. But it was it was another one of those games where because it went 1.0. Was it last year? Or was it 2021? It might have been 2021. I feel it was, like it's 2021, but I have no idea, and I will look. I just remember when it hit 1.0, it was getting all these rave review uh, reviews. It was like people saying, "Oh no, they this thing rules," especially if you play with other people. And I just remember it was a game I just did not, I was not able to make time for because I was just so caught up with like, you know, review games and just other bigger games. And so I always had in my back pocket of like, I'm going to find someone and we're going to sit down and we're going to dive into this. And then Thanksgiving break was the perfect time. So I hit up my buddy and, you know, the benefit of being on Game Pass is like, hey, it's just downloaded. It's free. We can just, we can easily access this. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with it. We're still early. We played a few hours, uh, you know, built some uh, armor and stuff but man that thing is so charming and they've added a lot to it since from what i remember of playing it when it first hit early access of like some quality of life stuff uh like the crafting and and survival stuff is is because we're playing on like medium which you know means you have to deal with hunger and thirst but there's options to be like hey you could just play and not if you want to play i guess like easy mode which is really just like you don't have to deal with the hardcore survival stuff you can just be this invincible person more or less (laughs) um but like i i kind of like playing with the survival stuff with another person because then you're always talking to each other about like hey man we need to find water like right now <laughs> like we are both or like or we can drink this dirty water and get super sick and then it's kind of funny and uh but <laughs> uh fighting bugs and and actively avoiding spiders which we've seen a few but haven't engaged them because they're the most terrifying thing ever uh it's cool it's it's a nice uh Again, you don't get a lot of games like this, and I'm playing Pikmin 4 right now at the same time, so oh, I'm getting <laughs> a, a double dose of that. Um, but, like, it's it, it's just such a delightful world to be in, and maybe it's because I, I grew up with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and, like, really liked that movie that to sort of, like, finally live out that fantasy the best way that I've seen any other game sort of, like, tackle it is, uh, is really satisfying to me. So I'm excited to chip away more at that. We've built quite a few things we got a work and workbench we've been grilling bug meat which has been nice we've been hunting bugs and yeah you grill them on a little fire and it makes you it, it gives you more health when you eat them you can eat it raw but if you cook it it's better but we also had an ant come into our camp and steal our cooked food so we need to um i think we need to make a fence next time we play to maybe prevent that you know sort of like a live and learn situation <laughs> uh, i heard i heard a tip of if you're cooking bug meat you can actually put apples inside of it <laughs> And then it'll be it'll be better. <laughs> really? Okay. 
You really had me. Well, I, was like, some... I was like, how did Charles has been playing this too? I was like, what is this? <laughs> am I missing out? See, the thing, the problem is the apples are huge in this game, so uh, we'd have to shrink gosh. We'd have to find a way to shrink those down. Yeah. yeah. Or you could cut, I mean, chunks of apples. Yeah. Yeah, I guess a little just carve chisel pieces off. I, off I don't know why I'm offering suggestions yeah. like this is even. <laughs> Maybe you can do it. I don't know. Just in case we ever get shrunken down in real life, it's good to have just a plan, you know? Yeah. Do you think shrink technology will ever happen in real life? No. Do you think. No. <laughs> well, Kyle, with no sense of wonder in his heart, just immediately. Sh- no, absolutely. Don't be it. To me, I'm like, why? Like, I feel like we need a reason for it. I don't know. Just, uh, surgery? Perp- I don't know. You can shrink robots for that. Like, I like. what if you, because like, it would make surgeries easier of like, oh, we can't, this is really delicate. We can't get into this like vein. What if he could shrink a highly trained doctor to where he could just go in there and do what he's got to do easier than like using his big hands with these delicate tools and like <laughs> the margin for error is so thin that, it, you know, that's probably, I would probably sign up for that. Like, yeah, have a little person inside putting in work. Yeah, someone fix my computer. Yeah, like you don't have to worry about <laughs> trying to reach the weird parts with your hands. Or like, what if you just, what if you shrank Henry Cavill down because he's good with PCs, and he just wow. went in there and he's like, no, nah, I got this. I'll, I'll fix it. So you're wearing so. a tank top, though, right? He's like, yeah, of course, of course. That's my uniform. Oh yeah, well, the machine won't take him unless well, he's got the tank. Yeah, and the machine's yeah. so warm, like you can't, like you that's can't have true. sleeves for that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, do some housekeeping and maybe answer a few listener questions? I wanted to touch very briefly. Maybe we'll talk about this more because it is coming to Switch soon. But the other thing I did over the break was I booted up Arkham Knight, which I have a save that's like three hour, four hours in, or something like that. That I just sort of check in with every now and then, because like I, I like, <laughs> like I'm like opening a can of worms here, but like I love. <laughs> Batman is my favorite hero. That's like the childhood one for me. You know, I was like a devoted Batman the animated series watcher, love the movies. He's my guy, you know. Have you ever tried to take karate to be Batman? No, but I've been trying to get wealthy my whole life. I I try I keep trying to have generational wealth and like it's not working. Um it's like which one's harder to attain? Like just martial arts prowess or overwhelming wealth? Probably, probably and it's the like you got to kill your parents. <laughs> or the latter, yeah, sorry, the wealth. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like maybe if you got good at like martial arts, it would make the wealth come easier because you could. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, 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 as and I really like Spider Man a lot. Right, this is where I'm going with this. I like Spider Man two a lot. One of my favorite games this year. But like, even playing the original, I'm I kind of play those games and I'm like, but like Batman's like the better version of this, right? They did it <gasps> first. Spider Man's really taking more from Batman than we're kind of giving it credit for. Frankly, is like how I feel about it. And I booted up Arkham Knight and played it for like 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I love this. This is still sort of the number one for me. Like the Goth- Gotham City is just so much more interesting a setting to me because because since it's fictional, they have more room to just do whatever they want. And it's just like looks so much cooler. I think the game still looks fantastic. Um, it doesn't it doesn't hit that. I think it's at 30. I don't think it's you can do 60 FPS, at least not on Xbox Series X with Arkham Knight. But like. And just like the cinematography of the cutscenes, and you know, you got it. Kevin Conroy as Batman is just like unbeatable. Like, I there's just like you can't. 
I'm sorry, everybody. Like, it's just never going to be out done. I mean, again, going back <laughs> to cold true. takes, like, I don't yeah. think anyone's going <laughs> to really fight you on that. But, like, there's this sequence where, like, I just, where I was like, I met us, and he, like, they blew up a bridge, and Batman's just standing on the corner of the bridge in the rain, and it's just dark and gothic. And I'm like, oh, man, I love this game so much. I love the series. Is that your favorite Arkham game? You know, I mean, I'm always, Asylum was, like, revelatory. Like, re- Asylum might be on my top ten of all time just in terms of that first playthrough because of arguably like, the best metroidvania ever yeah. made yeah i mean it was like, also I, I think it's up there you gotta remember too I, I, at the time like i was i think we were i remember reading the game informer cover story written by brian Vore, and Same. uh and i remember being like this sounds amazing but there has never been a good batman game there's never going to be a good batman game i can't wait to read that seven out of ten review in a couple months and then I remember getting, this was like a, it's a different time, but I got the issue and I remember opening, because the, the, I got the issue with the review before reviews went online. And I remember opening it up and seeing that Reiner gave it like a 9.5 or like a 9 or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have, do we, do we have something incredible on our hands? And I just, playing Arkham Asylum was just like, or is that what it's called, right? Arkham yeah, Arkham yeah. Asylum. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was getting the name. That's the name of the, the, where the bad guys live. <laughs> right, yeah, in the comic too. Um. And I just, yeah, so, like, I don't think anything will ever outdo that that sort of first experience with Arkham Asylum and just feeling, like, playing that third, what, 20-hour game and just every minute feeling like they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. They have nailed it so hard. Oh, it's getting even better? Oh, they're in this game? Oh, my God, they nailed it. They nailed it. But, like, the one that I go back to is Arkham Knight, for sure. I don't hate the Batmobile. I know some people don't like the Batmobile. I like the Batmobile. I love launching out of the Batmobile. It is a game that I pretty much always have installed just as an opportunity to sort of run around this cool beautiful gothic city as batman uh and i love that game it's still so great and i'm i'm very curious to see what that switch version looks like we'll see yeah. how that goes yeah i feel like that game like i i wonder if enough time has passed to where because i remember when it came out like it it did well like people liked yeah. it it just oh, yeah. like it had its problems with like you know the batmobile and maybe the story didn't quite land in some spots namely the uh, yeah arkham, Knight. arkham knight's kind of uh, rough but like every other element like the, the way the joker is implemented the last couple hours with scarecrows sort of importance getting raised and like yeah i know people focus on the batmobile and arkham knight but like everything else about that game is so good it's crazy yeah like i, I wonder if now we it, we're in the stage of like hey that game was better than it got credit for like have we found like the way the Star Wars prequels have got their, like, have been getting their flowers with the generation that grew up with it, being like, these movies are great. Everyone's dumb. And now they look back on a lot more fondly. Like, is Arkham Knight there now? <laughs> I mean, Arkham Knight is so much better than the prequels. I don't know. If <laughs> That's I very true. Yeah. I mean, but I, I agree, get what you're but... saying. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, if we're not there yet, there's a chance we might get there when Suicide Squad comes out and we go, remember Arkham Knight? That was yeah. so I'm 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 getting more I'm excited for Suicide Squad, but mostly just because I like Rocksteady so much. But yeah, I, I wonder if I will be missing Arkham Knight when I'm playing as Harley Quinn. Yeah, they got to put a Batmobile in there, have all four of them riding in it. It'd be cool. All right, let's get into some housekeeping here. Uh, Of course, big reminder, as always, if you want to support uh, Game Informer, help us out. Uh, You can now purchase single issues of Game Informer magazine, which you can purchase at GameStop for just $7.99. I believe, I guess I don't actually know for sure, but I want to say the Avatar issue is available at this point. If it's not, it should be like any day, any second in the hour now. Uh, But... 
you know, you can definitely purchase the uh, the issues that have come out this year. I, I actually went to a GameStop on Black Friday just for funsies, and I saw several issues there on the rack, which made me uh, swell, made my heart grow two times as big. You know, <laughs> it, it broke the little scale that the Grinch had. Uh, so, you know, be sure to check those out if you want to help us out. Great. You know, we, we do good jobs on those magazines, guys. Write a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and if you also want to follow us on social media, we are basically everywhere. Um, you know, starting with our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Uh, we will be kicking off another replay series in the next week. Not this coming week, because I, <laughs> I won't be here. Yeah. Um, but and I might uh, be too busy, actually. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we've got ideas. You know, we recently wrapped up uh, playing Spider-Man for PS1, a Neversoft game. And you can watch that entire playthrough, as well as our other replays on the game informer shows youtube channel uh you can find us on social media as well i am on twitter and blue skies at marcus stewart seven uh kyle where can people follow you uh kyle hilliard kyle m hilliard you know you'll find me that's one of those i use my real name no numbers <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> uh, charles I'm Chuck Duck 365 The Origins of Witch is one time I did a rap for a school project, and I called myself MC Chuck Duck Bad Luck Pickup Truck the Third, and then somehow that <laughs> turned into Chuck Duck, and then 365 was the number I chose, because that's me every day of the year. Um, and I'm everywhere. I'm like okay. the Pedro Pascal of social media havers. I just uh, keep popping up places. Uh, Hell yeah. And I'm the hey, Chris Pratt. The- or Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'm, I'm Pedro Pascal. I'll take Pedro. People, I'll take, people I'll want take me Chris there. Pratt. Yeah, you said friends. that with such pride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are also on, like you mentioned, uh, Blue Sky uh, X slash Twitter, Facebook, uh, Threads, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, follow Game Informer on all of those platforms. Keep up with what we're doing online and in the magazine. Uh, of course, check out our other podcast, All Things Nintendo, every Friday, hosted by Brian Shea. Uh, you guys did a really great uh, Ocarina Time uh, sort of like look back retrospective yeah. uh, last episode, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I all credit to Brian Shea. I just showed up. Um, he he did all the research and all the prompting and stuff. But yeah, I, favorite game of all time for me. I'm always happy to talk about Ocarina of Time. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> We're full of them this episode. And of course, Arkham Knight is good. Ocarina of Time is good. <laughs> Arkham Knight's probably like a warm take. I yeah, that's yeah. it's warm. The most controversial thing we've said this episode. <laughs> and of course, shout out to our awesome podcast editor, Matt Storm, aka DJ Stormageddon. Uh, be sure to follow their podcast, uh, Fun and Games, which I was on this past episode. We did a fun retrospective on Spider-Man and video games, running down a bunch of uh, games that we grew up playing with uh, the old wall crawler and sort of... Uh, talking about our favorite ones and just what makes Spider-Man work as a video game character. So check that out. If you can't get enough of hearing my dumb voice on this show, and of course, check out uh, Matt's other podcast reignite, which is a Bioware focused podcast. Hopefully one day that, that the episode where uh, mass effect gets a like name and like a real like thing. That's going to be a big one. I feel like that Matt confirmed, but I feel like you started this podcast just for Mass Effect 5, like just counting it down to Mass Effect 5. <laughs> and I cannot wait for the day to come to where that be- that game becomes real. Uh, Fingers crossed. And yeah, you know, before we wrap up, let's get into a, a few 
a small handful of uh, listener questions here. Of course, if you want to influence the Game Informer show, send us your questions either at our email, podcast at GameInformer.com, or, which is uh, a lot quicker, you can sign up for our Discord channel. And all you got to do to do that is just subscribe to our Twitch channel just once. And you get inside the Game Informer Discord. Wonderful community of folks there. And they are always great about providing some very fun questions, including this one from Quilgrim, where they ask, what would Kirby's new power or new defining element be if he inhaled you? Legs. Long legs. <laughs> he just like sprouts legs and just starts walking. I think it would be like uh, in uh, one of the Wonder Flowers in Mario Wonder makes Mario just kind of stretch upwards. Oh, like it kind of takes like skinny him Kirby. extends him. So I think it would be a Kirby ability where like if you press up on the controller, Kirby just yoink, just like grows <laughs> just 10 off. feet. So um, does his do his feet stretch like his r- little red shoes or are they shoes or are those just his feet? I guess I, I don't actually know feet. the answer to that. But like or does his abdomen stretch but his feet are the same? I think it's le- I think it's legs specifically. So Okay. So I think I think he grows legs. I don't think Kirby really has legs, like feet on his, you know, squishy body. His torso. <laughs> I think legs manifest <laughs> as he shoots himself upwards in the air. Gotcha. Okay, so he's almost like a lollipop now. He's like a shy sure. guy on stilts. <laughs> yeah, he looks like yeah, a cake yeah, yeah, pop, yeah. like a, a pink cake pop. Yeah, he's with two, two sticks. sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two sticks. There you go. My, I mean. Anyone that knows me, Kirby would probably just become like a wrestling savant. He would just, <laughs> <laughs> he would just, he would just suddenly get have a lot of like very good. I like to think opinions about wrestling, and I don't know how you physically represent that. Maybe he wears like a luchador <laughs> mask because that's like an identifiable wrestling like thing. Uh, even if it doesn't have to be specifically about lucha libre, but so not good at wrestling, just good at knowing. No, I've never wrestling. wrestled, so that can't okay, be. Okay, okay. He would just he would just be a fan. So I don't know. He he he's just he's just wearing like a a CM Punk t shirt. <laughs> so wow. he's just he's really excited that CM Punk is back. He's like a That's little group of people following him around, going, "Yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right about that wrestling thing." Yeah, you know, I I got really big thoughts about AEW versus WWE, and I'm just going to be a very toxic, tribalistic fan. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. What about you, Kyle? Uh, Glasses and red hair, I guess. That's usually like, if I'm making someone a character in a character creator that I want to look like me, it's like, yeah, just kind of longish red hair and glasses. It's like, eh, it's about me, you know? (laughs) It's like... What's his power, though? Oh, is his power? (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, uh, he knows a lot about Zelda, I guess. <laughs> the same yeah, way yeah, he yeah. knows a lot about wrestling. I feel like uh, knowledge based powers on Kirby are pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> all, all he understands is like, hi. I mean, really good at loading has... a dishwasher. Is that? <laughs> yeah. He might have to get past the Waddle D that might ask him about the main event of WrestleMania 17, or he can't pass into King Diddy's castle. Yeah. Sure. He'll eat the. He'll eat them. Or he could just give them the answer. They're like, oh, it was Stone Cold versus The Rock. Duh. Actually, sorry, just to clarify. <laughs> Once Kirby has someone else's power, he can no longer inhale, right? Or is that just uh, in Smash Bros? I mean, he could spit it out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, wait, hold on. Yeah, in the games, if you have powers, can you? 
Because then you just swap powers. I think I think you can still do it. Yeah. You think you still can? Maybe, okay. In Smash Bros. You can't, but I I don't think I played enough Kirby games to remember exactly. I don't remember. Either. I was just gonna say, Kyle. He would he would if in Smash Bros. He would swap his ability to swallow people for having glasses and red hair. So when you press the neutral special, he'll just like look at the camera and then like hold up a picture of Link or something. Like, yeah, that's a cool yeah. guy. Holds up the high roll Historia. Like, yeah, I, this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say my favorite Kirby game is one, maybe the only one where he doesn't have the suction power, which is Epic Yarn. That's um, your favorite. I love that game. Really? It's so. Are you I love sure? the presentation. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> is that a hot take to say that Kirby Epic Yarn is my favorite Kirby game? I didn't forgotten Land, right? The most recent one. That's, that's I haven't like, played yeah. it yet. Oh, that's the best one. Oh, so that's, that's, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's I, why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played it, so maybe to be determined. But I think Epic Yarn's fantastic. You know what's fantastic? Over is Triple this... Deluxe and Planet Robobo. <laughs> Robo <laughs> Robobot. Do you want to go down the line of all thirty-seven Kirby games? I mean, those are the three <laughs> good ones. Superstar Ultra. Triple Deluxe, Robo, and uh, and Forgotten Land. Those are the those are the only three good Kirby games. <laughs> wow. Wait, Superstar Saga? Not a fan? Nah, not really. No. I mean, it's fine. I never really played it. It's yeah. Okay. Uh, Troidal Power on Discord uh, presents us with this very deep, and uh, I think it's going to be a big talker. What's the best temperature? <laughs> seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, like 74, 72 is good. I was say, Kyle, I guess what, what's what's your house set to right now? I assume that's. Just I the think best it's one. seventy-one right now. I mean, because like that's like yeah, seventy, seventy-one. Like that's that's good. Like I, I'm I'm just going to exist weather. But if I'm going outside, I do want it to be a little chilly. I like like a sixty-eight. Like I want to I, I I want a hoodie. You know, have me put mm-hmm. on a hoodie to go outside. Okay. 60 is that yeah do you like the warmth of a hoodie or is it a style thing and you just need an excuse to wear a hoodie i guess i just mean i like it being a little cold outside it's it's not necessarily the hoodie it's just that it's like i want i don't want it to be i don't really like warm weather that much which maybe that's why i live in minnesota these days but um and but yeah, i was eager to move out of south carolina because it was just too hot but um camera hoodies there really no yeah so like yeah i like i, I if i want if i'm going outside i want it to be like 60 65 if i'm just hanging out inside then it's like 72 71 70 yeah that's about where i'm at like mid <laughs> low to mid 70s like maybe like i my heat tolerance is maybe higher than yours just by oh undoubtedly yeah. where i live yeah um because every times we're like even in here sometimes i'll look at the thermostat i'm like oh it's like 80 degrees i didn't even notice uh, i should probably turn this on uh but yeah i'd say like a good 75 is is, is like a-okay and then in terms of being outside um yeah i i mean i love going to california because it's so mild it's like the same sunny weather as florida but like maybe not as like humid and hot as it can get down here so like maybe they have the best weather in general you know, yeah, world's yeah. best weather, California, is that the award they get? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone would argue with that, honestly. I mean, for, for all the things you could dislike about California, the weather, I don't think is one of them. Following this question, Logan via Discord asks, what is the worst temperature? That should I wear a jacket or can I get away with a t-shirt kind of weather? Or so cold that after you get into your house, your glasses fog up and you lose vision? <laughs> or so hot that you become self-conscious about your body? I mean, the high heats are like, that's a no go for me. I like if you're in the like the late 90s, you know, if you're getting triple digits, that's like just I am miserable. I I I miss the late 90s personally. (laughs) 
can't can't relate. Because uh, I was born in 2000. That's the joke there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying you guys wear glasses every day. Do you, have you guys ever been in your home where it's so cold that they fog up? That oh, sounds yeah. like something that would happen when it's hot. Is that a thing when it's cold? That it it's because yeah. it's because outside it's cold and like dry. So when you come into somewhere it's warm, like the moisture in there like just fogs up your glasses because the humidity oh, change. Okay, Sometimes if it's like. If I'm if it's really air conditioned inside and you go outside and it's like hot and humid, then like your glasses fog up. Yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah, I have a thing called Raynaud's syndrome, which is a uh, circulatory issue in my hands where if it gets cold enough, I basically this blood will stop going to my fingers and it'll turn like a pale white. Like if you like squeeze your finger and it like changes color, my whole finger turns that color and I can't feel it. And it's very inconvenient when you for example are in marching band oh and you gotta play a baritone and you gotta use your fingers but you can't feel your fingers um, and then when the blood comes back your body's like i don't know how this works and it just shoves all the blood in there oh, and no. your fingers get all swollen it's the worst so that's what you get from like, being tall charles i don't know why you did that <laughs> well my my mom and brother have it worse than i do and they're not tall oh yeah well, actually andre's tall but I don't think you know what tall is anymore. I think you're just so used to it. <laughs> Mom is five six. Andre's like six two or six three. So Andre okay. is tall. And what are you? Um, what are you again, Charles? Uh, six six. Jeez, that's too Dad many. Dad and I are that's six. Too six. many. Andre's six three. <laughs> too many sixes. Six, if I, I God, know. I just I gotta fight the urge when I meet you in person. I I can't be like, whoa, you're tall. Like I just have to. I gotta get. I gotta like get it out before I meet you in person. Like that's the very first thing that leaves your lips. I mean, that's it's my, so. My God. That's what everyone tall. says to you. I'm sure, right? I think it's it just. And I get. It. Sometimes I see tall people, and my first thought is like, oh my, why am I looking at your eye level? Like it catches me off guard because it's oh my not God. normal. Have you seen the meme with the tall guy that has a printed business card of every? response to the stereotypical tall guy oh, questions right. that he just passes <laughs> out because i guess he's because he's like yes i am t- like yes i'm 610 yes that is really tall no i don't play basketball i play volleyball no i don't know what the weather is like up here <laughs> like it yeah. has- <laughs> Sorry, I gotta avoid that i gotta avoid that yeah print some of those trials all right uh last question from jrb24 on discord <laughs> what is your most controversial gaming opinion Mine is that Dragon Age Origins is Bioware's best game. <laughs> this, I, I, this question is always offered up. Like, uh, you know, I've done, I've been on, gosh, thousands of podcasts where people throw questions at us, and they're, it's they're always trying to get it out of you. They're always trying to get it out. Of you. <laughs> uh, Hades sucks. Uh, that's mine. No, I'm, that's Hades not what you said. Before. You don't think that. <laughs> uh. So I don't know. I don't really have a hot take. The new, the Flash movie, uh, much better than I expected. There's my hot take. I really like oh, the new Flash. Movie. Flash movie, best game of the year. <laughs> yeah, it made you really sad about that Flash game that got canceled decades ago. <laughs> exactly. I was like, imagine what could have been. I always, yeah, I always, I, I don't know if I have this. I, or I, I never really have this at the ready. I don't know if that makes me boring. Of like, when I think about things that I like and dislike, I feel like they're relatively in line or not that much different than i guess maybe what the consensus would be of like i don't know devil may cry 2 is the worst devil may cry game wow who's what a surprise uh well actually you know what Uh-oh. i i as Here i comes. said devil may cry Here i did comes. have one i uh dmc devil may cry the ninja theory one i think is arguably it, it rivals devil may cry 3 is the best devil may cry game 
I'll take a step I further. Remember... It's it's my favorite Devil May Cry game. Like with a bullet, okay, there you... I would say so. Yeah, I remember saying that when it came out, and you know that game obviously got a lot of hate because of like oh, Dante is blocking or blue. But I remember playing that thing and being like, "This is so good. This is such an amazing take on this franchise from a, a studio that is also very good at like crazy action games." Um, but like the 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 world trying to destroy you and all that stuff and uh, the, the the what was it the the Bob Barbas fight the news yeah, fight it's the, so the Bill O'Reilly guy that game is fantastic yeah, one of the be- arguably the best boss fight in the entire series it's like that game if it's it, it's like if it's not number one it's like one B to Devil May Cry 3's one A <laughs> yeah 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 I don't know if, if that game has been around long enough where people have looked back on it and warmed up to it and and, and, and you know saw it for what it was and not just because it is like literally the the black sheep of the franchise but that game rules and more people should play it agreed i don't i feel like i don't really have a specific one i guess my uh biggest one is that a lot of old games aren't good anymore <laughs> i think some people think old games that they grew up with are like still the like for example, Kyle, I love Ocarina of Time. I don't think Uh-oh. it's the best game of all time anymore. I just think there's better games. I think there's that's so many pro- times I, I go back and fair, I to be clear, yeah, yeah. There's so many times I go back and I'll play like the games in a series. Like uh, I played through the Uncharted games a few years ago, and everyone really likes Uncharted Two. And then I played Uncharted Four, and I was like, "There's no contest. What are you talking <laughs> about? This one is old. This one is so much cooler and better." And they understand character in this one and this one is i don't know i feel like there's so many instances where it's like i still think mario odyssey is the best 3d mario game and not not to say every new game is the best version of every thing but in a lot of instances people are like i don't know i think i don't know something that this old old so think, zelda one is the best zelda like, game i mean some, i think zork still has the best narrative <laughs> yeah exactly i mean something that helped me a lot with that was having a kid and showing her stuff mm. that i thought was the best and her being like no it's, I, yeah. i'll play the new they thing, see you right you know? through your bs yeah yeah people that yeah. are younger from the theater they see the cracks that you can't but yeah no i absolutely charles I, I think that's totally fair i mean when gold and i got remastered recently i remember talking to someone and being like i don't that's really this is the game and i'm like that, don't actually play it just understand the time and place of like <laughs> how important it was yeah. to us at the time i mean that's my ocarina thing it's like the reason i'll always call it my favorite game is because it was just so impactful for the time and place of when i played it like it just like changed my whole perspective about video games in a radical way and i i'll never be able to recreate that no matter how good the next zelda is you know and yeah. i i think favorite game and best game should be completely distinct categories no, sure, sure, sure of sure. like i think some people think their favorites are the best and other people have convinced themselves that the best should be their favorites mm. and it's like I, they they should be complete like some of my favorite game i talk about sonic and the black knight a weird amount on this podcast yeah, and i don't think it's a very good game i started playing it the other day and i was like man this rips this is so cool sonic <laughs> has a sword what could be better than this yeah it's um uh, i'm glad i've never told you what my childhood favorite game is so you can't stomp on my childhood memories <laughs> the way you just did kyle's so <laughs> what are you gonna say i don't know yeah you don't have to know. We'll see. Well, now I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I, don't I saw the single tear running down Kyle's face as he tore him to shreds. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't. Resident Evil Four is probably not as good as Blake thinks it is. Now hold on. The original. <laughs> now you're talking crazy. Exactly. 
that's that's just my take with everything. Did it come out before the year two thousand? Probably not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what has been pretty good is this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, We're we're in the last stretch of the year now. One more month to go, and we'll be talking about our game of the year and all our favorite games and all that good stuff. Uh, So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, we'll be back next week. I'm thinking we'll probably. You know, we'll talk about this, but maybe we'll uh, the podcast will drop Friday instead so that we can talk about the Game Awards. And that happens on Thursday. So we might have to record after that, but we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll see. So we'll keep you posted on that. But thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.